Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. How's it going? And welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat. It is myself, Matt, and I am joined by Jake. How's it going, my little man? Yeah, or big man? You're probably really <laughs> big, actually. I don't know why I said little. That's really weird. Um, <laughs> Six foot one, if anyone wants that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good, apart from the, the weird sexual tension <laughs> that's now built up on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, it is me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too bad. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Anyway. Um, <laughs> he's lucky that this is a uh, audio podcast and that there's no video because he's got a very, very bright shade of red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really weird, but I'll, it's not getting edited out. It is what it is. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. I just... Um, sort of chilled out day with work for a change um although the wife would probably tell you different because um she just would because she gets slammed much like you with work i think um but apart from that just had the the te- chatting a bit beforehand before we started recording had the, the telly on the background been catching up with the, the soccer scores um but yeah not much else going since the last time we we spoke really apart from rain and more covid chat and what tiers and non-tiers that the scotland um the country of scotland are going into so yeah that that's been it since we last talked um pretty much yeah uneventful uneventful yeah Um, so yeah i was um as i say just um scotland and um our covid tiers now which are apparently um slightly clearer than yours um i got into that with matt a little bit um and with that being said i think we'll just cut straight to the chase and you'll have seen the headline and the the podcast folks we have a special guest this week it is matt from the red white and buffalo blues podcast so without further ado we'll go to myself talking with matt earlier on today Joining me now is a person who is a huge, huge, huge Buffalo Bills fan, and it wouldn't be an episode of Patch Chat without getting someone on, if possible, from the rival team the, of the coming weekend. Um, Matt is part of the UK Buffalo Bills clan and the Red Hot and Buffalo Blues podcast. How's it, how's it going, Matt? Uh, not too bad. Enjoying a nice, uh, enjoying a nice week off. I wish the uh, weather would have been a lot more, uh, a lot more better, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the UK as we, um, as we know it. So we never get too many sunny days in this time of year. 
Yeah, that's true. Well, like last week, I am uh, when I was speaking to Will Gavin, I am currently sitting in my work van in between jobs at the moment. So you can, I've managed to take my laptop and hotspot and, and various things. So you can <laughs> have a, a slight preview that we have actually a, a reasonable day up here in Aberdeen compared to what nice. it sounds like you have. But a couple of nights ago, it was absolutely torrential rain. But luckily enough, it was in the middle of the night when I was cosy in bed and not having to worry about it till the following day. <laughs> so, as I've said, um, you're on. We're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills because that's the game we've got, as the Patriots have got at the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. But first, just a little bit about yourself, as I do with, I like to do with all guests. How did you become a Buffalo Bills fan? Uh, this was... This is painful to, for me even saying um, the actual match that actually got me uh, got me into it. So it's the um, it was the playoff game against the um, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that's the one that got me into it. I really started looking, getting more and more involved with them towards my uni years. So that'd be about two thousand seven, two thousand and no, two thousand five. So for the first six years, I was just. Um, just a normal fair weather fan, but come come uni when we, me and my mate started watching the Super Bowl for the first time, I really looked back onto the Bills and actually um, went uh, went from there. And the rest is a uh, as they now say is um, history. Uh, well, it's kind of like most people, I think, in in a way that uh, uni spurs them on because you get involved in that whole almost like a frat mentality isn't it that mm. you um especially if you're a sports fan like ourselves um and your your other sports team are doing reasonably well at the moment aren't they yes they are uh, my other sports team is actually west ham so had a few decent results after our bad um after our fixture list threw up to us for the first time so onwards and upwards and hope the same with the um with the uh, bills for the rest of the rest of the season yeah, the, you've got our old manager um, at the moment at West Ham and he seems to be faring a bit better than yourself, but life after Fergie has never been the same really at Man United, so yeah. uh, I think Moyes has found his level again, whether it's a, an Everton or a, a West Ham, that seems to be just the best place be, for him, be I think. More consistent. He's just got to be more consistent and carry on where it is, but I'm not going to go into it, not detail, they need to get the owners out, and um, but that's... Uh, we're not here to talk about uh, not here to talk about that, are we? No, exactly. But speaking of consistency, the Bills are a lot more consistent this year than they have been in previous years. You've started five and two. You've had a strong start, and it really does come down to I'm almost a certainly from a Patriots point of view. It's a make or break game. If you if you stretch the lead at the in the AFC East even further, then I can't see us coming back we might scrape a, a playoff place um mm. at best um completely fall off the picture at worst but for yourselves you know i'm guessing you'll be quite pleased and happy at, uh, for the season today are you could have been happier that's all i can say about that one i mean consistency really isn't the last three weeks hasn't really been the the buzzword with the Bills. I mean, consistently, this is the second year in a row that we've gone five and two in our first seven games. Uh, but the last three games have really been a bit of a bit of a disappointment after that fast start. But it's good we've only got the two two losses to um, teams that were in the playoffs last year and in the AFC Championship game last year. So. That was good. I mean, mostly we struggled against the Jets, which I think we really, I really, really cursed the place out 
<laughs> and um, and yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting season coming up, obviously with the whole COVID and all that, and all the injuries that everyone are doing, and it's just how well we're actually um we're coping. Yeah, well, that's uh, as um, part of. Um, the team at nflscotland.com I write for the, the AFC East teams and look at, looking at the, the game at the weekend against the Jets you really did struggle and as you say you've at least you snapped the, the losing streak that you were on um, you managed to, to grind out a win if you will um, where, where do you think it's gone wrong the last two or three weeks in comparison to the fast start of the season that you, you talk about? Uh, if I'd known that question, I'd probably be a, I'd probably be a millionaire <laughs> by now on that. Um, it's what me and me and my co-host Alex on our show see. We're looking at it. It's the offense is actually um, it's coming along well. Bit of a struggle here and there, but I think it. We're putting it on the defense more than anything. Um, we've had injuries. Don't get me wrong, every team's had injuries. We lost Milano for a few games. That's probably our our key player, other than, other than Trey White. But it's like it's like most teams, you, you have the injuries, you've got to find a way to cope. We've coped well enough, but I think it's just scheming that really we need to um to improve on. we we seem to go from a dominant top five last year. To struggling in the um, in what I think we're in the twenties now, I think overall defense. So it's gone down quite a load, and it's all the money that's been spent that we think that the most issue is going to be with the um, with the defense. And say the offense is um, is firing on all cylinders. Yeah, they are ticking along nicely, um, even with the likes of um, John Brown not being there last week. You still mm. have you're still getting players like McKenzie um, that is stepping up and bringing something to the table. Maybe De- Diggs didn't have his best weekend um, against the Jets, but you know you must be quite pleased with him overall. I'm guessing so. You, um, Josh Allen is still Josh Allen <laughs> on occasion, <laughs> um, but yeah. generally speaking, he he is came on leaps and bounds to what he, he has performed, the level he's performed at before. But as you say, the, from what I've seen, sort of as an outsider looking in, is your defense is, you know, it was, it's lauded going into the season and then it's just kind of mm. stuttered a little bit. Um, so looking at the actual game coming up at the weekend against the Patriots, um, I said, and I mentioned earlier, it's make or break for us. Do you think that for yourselves or if you, do manage to lose the game, you've still got enough that you can carry on and win the division by the the end of the year. I don't I don't think it's much win or lose for us as um as some people put out. Yeah, it'll be it'll make a bit of squeaky bum because obviously Miami have had a a good run recently, so they could potentially put the pressure on. And obviously you can never discount as much as we want to say it, you cannot discount the Pats regardless on how bad they've played. Um, on that, I think it's good that we've gone out, we've built that buffer. Um, I think it's a moment, it's what, three games to three games to you, about two and a half, three games to the Dolphins. So we've got that buffer. I don't think one result will make um, will make a difference because we've still got still got a fair few winnable games. Um, but it's going to be an interesting battle as well. It's, 
it's going to be a matchup. You never rule out um, Belichick and what he can do. Um, it's just uh, what Cam Newton's actually going to turn up. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, um, I've I've written about it and looked at it, and it just seems to be we're we're living and dying by his sword at the moment. If he has a poor game. The Patriots have a poor game in general, and you're not going to win. I guess I, I know that can be said with any quarterback of any team in the league that you know if they're not mm. performing, you're not going to to win. But I mean, even the if you look at the Chiefs game at the weekend against Denver, the Mahomes didn't have his best game, but yet the defense stepped up, um, special teams stepped up, the and they run out. 42 to whatever it was winners you know they won that game comfortably so it doesn't have to live and die by the quarterback but generally speaking it does um but looking on Sunday what are you what areas are you you know you've we've mentioned the defense already you want I would imagine you want that to improve but is there anything else you're looking at is there any sort of you know do you the way Gilmore's played this year he's not been at his best you think that um you you guys might look at him as someone to target, or is there any areas in, that you look? You think, yeah, we can, we've got the the Patriots in this one. But this is where we can exploit them. To be honest, I think I don't know what's going on with Gilmore. He seems like he's going the same way as um, as Trey White, having a bit of um, a down season on there. Um, but even without targeting him, I think the way our offense is now is now set up, it's gonna cause I think it's gonna cause a lot more problems in your um probably in your secondary more than anything, because you're more than likely gonna have Gilmore um shadow digs. Uh it depends if we've got John Brown back. If we have, then that's gonna that's probably gonna tilt it even more in our favour. Cause I don't know who you other your other guy's McCourtney, isn't it? Your other cornerback. Um yeah, JC Jackson and uh, and JC McCourty um, would yeah. be the other two. Kyle Duggar will hopefully be back um, in that backfield as well, but he's kind of limited availability. And just looking mm. as you're saying, as you're speaking there, Matt, um, Josh Brown did have a full practice yesterday, as did Josh Allen. So it looks like you will have Brown back for the weekend, which I think will be a big boost to your yeah. Your I mean, it opens receivers. It opens up our. Um our intermediate game. I mean, when you've got the likes of McKenzie, Cole Beasley, maybe Dawson Knox will be back. I know he was in concussion protocol last week. Um, and then Gabe Davis on the inside. I think that's going to cause a lot more, a lot more issues than, than most fans are actually going to think. Because when we had those, all four of them, or five of them in the first four games of the season, they really lit up that, um, that offense and defenses couldn't handle it. They, most teams got back into it, like the Rams and the Raiders, just because of our defence. But it's the way the Bulls actually um, now tailored their offence around Allen and how he's now grasping it really is going to make a difference. I think I think it's all relying on how both defences stack up. I think it's that's going to be the key. Because, let's say, oh, oh, we played the Jets. We got six sacks against the Jets, an interception and a forced fumble. But then again, this is against the Jets. Anyone should be able to do that against the Jets, in my opinion. But in other games, we've actually been struggling to generate the um, generate pressure. So it's it's just how quickly we can disrupt disrupt the game on defense to tell us where we actually stand on there. But offense, I don't think we'll have too much of um, too much of an issue as long as we can actually um, 
just can just manage the game and actually play it as he um, as he sees it. Yeah, and something I'm a bit worried about at the weekend will be the the running game. I really like Singletary. We spoke about it at the start of the year when I was on with you guys, and we spoke about it last year when you drafted him. And I really mm. like Singletary and and Zach Moss. A lot of people are high on as well. So the pair of them combined. Yeah. Um, are a good tandem to have and then obviously you've got Alan is pretty good with his his feet as well he did um, a couple of jinking runs against the Jets at the weekend that might come out you know you might see against the Patriots on Sunday as well so that's an area yeah. I'm also looking at that you know I think that'll probably be the, the I think that'll probably be the one area that Jets the Jets sorry the Patriots may have in um may have an advantage. I mean, our, our run game at the moment cannot get going. I think Singletary's, I think, just hit or not even hit the 300-yard mark. We lost that. We had lost that Moss for about two or three games on there. So we just can't seem to, we just can't seem to open up the run game. Maybe that'll help when we get, hopefully, Feliciano back this, um, this week. But, if if the Pats can stop the run on us and just force us to throw all the time, I think that'll probably be your um your key to victory. But I'm hoping that the Feliciano come back will actually um open that game up a lot more. Yeah, the you you say about stopping the run, but so far we've not really managed that 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 great this season. I mean, even Lindsay ran uh, ran all over us, and then. Um, if you've seen the the Forty ers game, Wilson had an absolute. Yeah. Um, That's all right. You didn't, at least you didn't give up sixty yards to Frank Gore. Well, we did. We did last year. We gave up over a hundred last year against <laughs> against you guys. So yeah. it's, um, even Father Time can run all over yes. us uh, on occasion. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to to that part of it. But I think our we really need our our defense to step up. Um, mm. This week we had a poor game against the 49ers because, again, coming back to it, I just uh, I don't know what which Cam's going to turn up this week and if we can get a running game going. I mean, Damian Harris um, has been limited practice this week, but he's looked good whenever he's in the game. And myself and Jake on the pod have spoken about him that we really like him, and when he's getting a chance, he is actually running quite well. And I don't know if if James White is if it's partly because of the issues that's been happening with his family, obviously he lost his father and his mother's mm. recovering. Um, but he was asked yesterday in the, the press conference, you know, are you guys still the beast in the East sort of thing? And he was like, what a silly question. We're, we're losing the the division by three games at the moment to the team we face on Sunday. So, um, I mean, even he's coming away with statements like that. Whereas before you might have, Still seen that sort of camaraderie and foolhardy. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, 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 we're the we're the beast in the east, and we are the team to beat. But it's almost in a way that comments like that, I feel, might be that they're resigning themselves to let's make the playoffs rather than actually win the division, which is mm. it, it's tough as a Patriots fan, I must admit. But <laughs> it was always coming. The you know the the TB twelves left the building and. Um, I was kind of expecting an up and down season uh, as it was and not games against not like the likes of the Denver game, but yeah, you know, I, I did say at the start of the year, I called it that the, the bills would win the division, but only by one game, not by three or four that it's looking that mm. way. Do you see it as that, um, 
the possibility that you will win out the division by three, four or five, however many games it is? Or do you think it could, as we head into December, be quite a close thing and it'll come down to the second meeting of the season later on? It depends on how well we do against um, Seattle, against um, the Steelers and to lesser extent the Cardinals. I mean, the next run of games now, starting now, is we've got obviously got you guys, Seattle, Cardinals, Steelers in there as well with um, with a bye. They will make or break obviously how well, well, how much, how far we will actually win the division by. I can see a two two or three game um, lead at the end of the um, at the end of the season in that AFC East um, battle. If we can, if we can at least knock off one or two of those um, teams, I think it'll be a little bit more. If we, if we, I think we can go. Yeah, we're at a point where. We're in pole position to actually sweep the AFC East um, division-wise. We've beaten the Jets twice, beaten the Dolphins already. Um, they just got to face you guys and Dolphins one more time. So divisional, we could probably go five and one, six and zero, oh, possibly. But I, I still think there's going to be like two or three games um, ahead of the second place. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Um disagree with what you've said there Matt it's it is possibility that it can be two or three games or you know and there is also the possibility that it's not but it's looking more mm. often than not that that to be the case and I think this I think this week this this weekend we'll actually um, go show if if the Dolphins lose to the Rams and um, we beat the Patriots I could see it um, I could see it being three or four um, games um, that we win the division by, um, but this weekend I think we'll um, we'll tell us a lot about where everyone stands in the um, in the AFC AFC East. We all know where the Jets stand. Um, we've got we get I think some of our um, Twitter followers are actually uh, saying have actually started a hashtag um, keep Adam Gase. <laughs> uh, on there, rather because obviously they're talk of firing him. So some of our guys have actually gone. Um, Hashtag keep Adam Gase, so the Jets can just suck for the rest of the uh, rest of eternity. Yeah, well, I think that could be the case, and I can't remember if it was around the NFL podcast or wasn't uh, the Gridiron guys that they said he's maybe it was uh, <coughs> Greg Rosenthal that said it. You know, he's perfect, Adam Gase. Why would they want to get rid of him? Because now they're in that mode that you know there's no coming back for the rest of the season you might as well I think tank for Trevor is definitely well on at this stage and mm. so to go and change it is to then get a, a mood change within the building and you know the new guy wants to come in and impress and win some games which then you can end up in a similar situation to Flores and the Dolphins were last year although they ended up getting the the quarterback that they wanted without really having to do anything about it and still have yeah. a, a decent end to the season. But the way the Jets are going, you wouldn't want to dislodge yourself mm. from that number one slot, I don't think. So why you want to get rid of him, I don't know. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I was them, I'd want to get him out the door. But yeah, are we are we being, maybe myself is, I'm not sure about, about you, Matt, but do you think we're discounting the Dolphins too much in this equation? Um, I think we are. I think it's it's got to a point where they've got to be. Um, they've got really considered for what they can actually um, 
what they can what they can do. I mean, I'll give I'll give credit. I mean, I did have I didn't have Miami struggling in the AFC East. That's for that's for sure. Um, maybe they brought Turin at the right time, but then his first game is going to be against Aaron Donald in that pass rush of the um, of the Rams. Could that be um, could that be an issue with him? But I think I think what they've done, well, and what Flores has done, has actually done quite well. And with the draft picks they've got this year, and I think maybe next year, um, I think they could really we could really see a shift in the um, in the dominance going from the Pats to um, to the Bills and Dolphins at least for the next uh, couple of years or so. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you break my little heart. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be the uh, it'll be the Bills and the Bills and the Dolphins um, challenging and dominating for the uh, for the and the Patriots and the Jets as well. Fighting for the bottom, but we all know the Jets are going to get that week in, week out at the moment. Yeah, no, it's, as I say, that I've been pre- prepping myself for a tumultuous um, season, and it seems to be going that way. But it's it's still, you know, as I say with soccer games, as long as you see your team try their best, and if you if you lose, you lose, and mm. um, you just ch- take it on the chin a bit. But the way our defeats have come at the moment I think is the the sting in the tail um, for us as Pats fans but lastly um, before I let you go and thanks for your time um, how do you see it going on Sunday ultimately do you think you come away with a win I see us coming away with a win I can't really pin down a score because it could be it could be anything it could be a a one score game or it could be a multiple score um game on there. I, th- I think as, as I mentioned, the key is going to be each defense. If, if, if we show what we could, what we shown in the second half of the um, of the Jets game, then I think that we were actually, um, I think it would be a multiple, multiple, time, multiple score win for us. If we show what we've shown against um, in the first half of the Jets game, the Chiefs and the, um, and the Titans game, then I can see it being um being a one-score game and maybe even the Patriots actually um, winning. Uh, it's how it's how confident I want to be uh, with it and how um, and how I usually am on the um, on the podcast. And Alex hates me for being um, that optimistic. <laughs> uh, that I, it's going to be. I, I do see a Bills win, but there's always going to be a chance, and especially against um, the Patriots, there's always going to be a chance that. You're not going to have um, you're not going to have an easy ride, regardless of if you've got, if you had Brady or if you just got Belichick, you've got Newton or Stidham or anything like that. He's, they're always going to try and find a way, and that's what makes um, makes obviously a win for the Bills a lot more um, a lot more important in a sense, but a lot more rewarding. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think so. I think you you could be right, but hopefully you're wrong. And uh, I'm looking forward to it at the weekend, but also at the same time, I'm not sure if I'm going to have fingers, let alone fingernails left come, <laughs> come the nine o'clock on Sunday. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But at least it's sort of back to normality with the clocks changing in the States at the weekend. Um, yeah. And I know a lot yeah. of people like the earlier games, and it was. It was good for us. Um and being mm. on the after nine game and but yeah back to normality this weekend so exactly. normality might also be 
a Patriots win, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, well, in that case, I hope we don't go back to normality. <laughs> Just keep the clocks the way they are forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we are in the new normal, as they say, although as much as, much as I hate that term, it's... It's what we've mm. got to put up with at the moment. But no, thanks, uh, thanks ever so much for sparing the time, Matt. And but before sure. I let you go, um, tell everyone where they can find you guys in the podcast and stuff if they want to listen to you, or if they just want to have some bants and a bit of rivalry on Sunday during the game. Yeah, we're at um, we're at UK underscore Bills on Twitter. Uh, our podcast, the Red, White, and Buffalo Blues. Uh, that the Twitter handle for that is at rwbb underscore podcast. You can obviously find us on all major um, uh, podcast channels. Um, we do have a YouTube channel, um, which is uh, Buffalo Bills UK as well. Perfect. So, sounds good. Uh, I'll uh, be sure to annoy you on Sunday more than likely. <laughs> um, right. We're all looking forward to it already. I've got Alex. Uh, Alex already um, winding up the. Uh, winding up all the uh, all the chatter and all the uh, sarcastic comments um we may see some angry comments on there which would be me but alex is all warmed up and uh, ready to go yeah of course and for i know but for anyone that doesn't uh, alex is a, a buffalo resident himself uh, that lives yeah. over here so he isn't just uh you know in it for the sheer giggles he he is yeah. born and bred uh, unfortunately for the guy so uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i'll let you go matt and uh, thanks again that's no problem thanks for having me And that was Matt from the Red, White and Buffalo Blues podcast. Please go check them out and I'm sure we'll have some bants over the the coming days and yeah, especially on Sunday, uh, six o'clock and beyond when the game's actually on. And as you heard from Matt there, he's got Alex on the, on the wind up already. Um, he, li- he likes doing that sort of thing, I think, as far as I'm aware from the little I do know um for anyone who's not familiar, I've been on their podcast before, so they're always uh, worth a listen to when you get a chance. So, what did you think of what Matt's perspective was, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I think as uh, the week's gone on, I think um, if I were him, I would be feeling more and more confident, really. Um, I think, I think he had a, it was a good, very good point um, he made in terms of the um, the Bills not being able to run the ball that well and, and that probably being a, a key part of um, the overall strategy, I guess, between the two teams. I, I suspect there's going to be a, a lot of um, training and coaching this month, uh, this week, sorry, um, in, in regard to, to the run game. And I think, I think, it was, I think you said it, um, just the, the defense really has to, you know, step their game up. This is this is the time and the place to, to do it. You know, if we can limit them to running the ball, which they haven't been fantastic at, um, you know, maybe that will help swing things in our favor. But you know, I think as as the week's gone on and the injury report kind of seems to get longer, um, I think we're we're definitely it's definitely an uphill battle. It's definitely not going to be a this is easy or or close um, as as it may have been in previous years. 
No, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, it, if the defence actually get their act together, unlike last weekend, we could see a close, close game that would be quite exciting to watch and um, very intriguing. But at the same time, if they don't get that act together, we see another performance like we did last weekend against the 49ers, then I, if we fall into a couple of scores... Um, deficit against the Bills this weekend that could be done and dusted like much like it was against the 49ers before you've even hit the 15 minute mark of the game and mm. it's it's pretty grim that it's come down to that really is it this is you know such a I mean I think every Patriot fan worldwide would have told you there was going to be a drop off this year I mean we were under no illusions that you know, how do you how do you replace the goat? How do you replace the you know e- even the off field um, aspect of like leadership and, and everything else? Um, and also the, the question of, of the aging squad in, in certain areas and the quality in it. But yeah, I mean, I, I would be lying if I said I expected a drop off. You know, this bad. This is um, yeah, pretty catastrophic, really. <laughs> Yeah, it has been um, not the best. It's probably not even close to what you would describe it as. I think that's probably been quite polite, really, with how it's gone so far and with um, the news coming out of um, New England today that Julian Edelman's had some sort of knee surgery and possibly related to what has uh, gone before with his injury history. That's him out Nikhil Harry's in concussion protocol, so it probably rules him out a Sunday. Um, I'm just writing my article at the moment for NFL Scotland, and I've actually mentioned that could we see Matt Slater take some snaps in the offense rather than the special teams this weekend? Because that's the kind of thing you know we're coming down to, and it's related to what I've just said about if we end up in a a two-score deficit or more like we were against the 49ers. I can't see us coming back. Um, and can play wide receiver? I, I was about to say if Julian Edelman's playing, but he's he's not. So, um, is there someone else Wildcat. that can do Wildcat? Wildcat. We'll put um, in and Brian, Brian Hoyer. Maybe he's got some... Uh, I'm sure he Safe hands, Brian Hoyer. That's my new nickname for him. <laughs> It's. Um, I was going to say Harry Styles, but it's not. Was it one the other One Direction that had slow hands um, as the one of their songs recently? Um, but after the the weird awkwardness earlier on, I'm not going to start dancing in the video for you. Uh, for, uh, no. It, no, it, it wouldn't make good audio. It wouldn't make good audio for a podcast if he danced away. Um, no. On a video Probably that nobody can see. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, the the wide receivers is that's uh, the depth chart is getting well, not a lot of depth to it really. I think we might even. I think we really need to see a difference with um, Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keane this weekend. We've seen Dalton Keane get a couple of catches. Jakob Johnson has been utilised a couple of times, but yeah, you don't really want it. 
you don't really want to see him being utilised. I know that Shanahan likes to use him and uh, for the 49ers like we saw last weekend, but we maybe we're, I'm not, not sure. Maybe it's I've just not seen enough to want to see more of him just now, apart from, you know, tearing up the linebackers and the defensive line that's in front of him. I don't want to see him running around catching too many balls, although it doesn't seem like Cam sees him either, judging by the pictures that we saw from last weekend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, um, again, if I reference uh, Uncle Uncle Shea Shea, showing Sharp, you know, at this point in time, Bill Belichick is, you know, if you imagine the team and, and football in general, as you know, baking a cake, you know, coach Belichick, or in this case, chef Belichick, is looking through the cupboards and there really isn't a lot of ingredients to be making that cake because you know, the cupboards are bare. We are down to our, our last sort of rolls of dice, I think, in terms of you know, trying to pull something out of thin air. But I mean, put it this way if there was a coach in the NFL that you would kind of put money on coming up with something or you know a, a backroom staff you, you put it on on you know the the best coach of, of his generation um so look i'm not going to go all, all the way to negativity and um, pessimism you know this to see what happens you know the bills might mm. just turn into the bills that we all know in life um <laughs> And I wouldn't put it past them. So we'll, we just have to, kind of have to see what happens, really. I, I think it's it's what it's probably one of the best things about the game of football. It, it really just doesn't matter. We can sit here for the next two days and scheme it up and say, oh, this matchup and this person, etc. But it really does boil down to, um, you know, who shows up on the day, who's got the game plan, and, you know, are the players ready to perform? Mm. It really is any given Sunday, unless you're the Jets, and uh, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, they'll lose regardless. Um, so if all else fails, we can still laugh at the Jets, it is one positive exactly. that can come out of all this. But Some things are constant. Yeah, exactly. Like COVID right now. Um, <laughs> just doesn't go away. It doesn't matter how many times you try to suppress it. There's wave after wave of Jets' misery and failure to keep us happy and delighted and laughing away and chuckling along. Now, I was wondering as well, but we've just mentioned the wide receivers just now. What about the the run game? What, what are you thinking they might do um, on Sunday? Uh, what, the Bills or... For us, right? Like I mentioned it to Matt in the in our chat there. Now, anytime we've seen Damien Harris, and you know we've been really pleased with what we've saw. Um, we've gone into the last couple of weeks expecting big things of him in the Denver game and then the Forty Niners game, and they've just he's had a couple of runs at the start. He's done really well. They've gone away from that, and then you might see him do a couple of runs at the end, and then you look at his box score and he's run f- like five times for 58 yards or something here. That is right. Good yardage um, that he's picking up. But why not just run him all the time or get JJ Taylor back involved in, or maybe they will have to because they're down to like nothing at receivers. But Burkhead and for me, Burkhead and White are heading towards too much of the same. And we, 
talked about um, over the last couple of weeks that, you know, too much the same. We're starting to get a bit stale and be picked off too easy. Coaches, defensive coaches are able to scheme against it and stop us before we even get out the gates. Do you think Damien Harris or Taylor might be a key to unlocking the Bills at the weekend? Um, I mean, it's definitely a running back committee. And clearly, I mean, they, they, there's definitely overlap. But, you know, as you said, Damien Harris is not Brent Burkhead. And, you know, Joe's White is not Damien Harris. Damien Harris is a bit of a bull in a china shop to me. You know, I think I called mm-hmm. him um, meaning Zeke a couple of weeks ago, just because of the running style kind of reminds me very much of, of Zeke Elliott, um, kind of not a, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of neck, a lot of shoulder and, um, you know, just kind of run through the wall. But I mean, yeah, I, look, our strength is def- on offense is definitely um, the run game. I wouldn't be surprised if Damien did feature a bit more heavily, I think. Um, because I, I think this, the same way that our um, defence needs to turn it on and, and sort of kind of remember how stacked they are. I think the Bills aren't a million miles away either. I think they're, they're a, a pretty good unit. Obviously, I know they've had injuries and, and stuff, but I still think they're a good unit. And I think we'll have to be, bring, you know, be top of our game. And I think some rotation is, is going to kind of mask a lot of what we're doing. and. Um, because I'm pretty much pretty sure that you know it's going to be more um, zone reads, um, handoffs, options from from Cam. Or, well, yeah, there's no way it's going to be Stidham. Um Yeah, that's a very long-winded, waffly answer. I think. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, Thinking out loud. Yeah, exactly. I think we do a lot of that in this podcast, but it's good. It's good to think out loud, and it's good to it's good to talk. You know, someone's mental health, um, <laughs> as they say, it's good to talk, um, especially and as men. More than ever. Especially and men. As Patriots fans. <laughs> yeah. We're, Patriots fans, as men, we just don't talk enough. We are talking. And it just so happens that then the rest of the world get to hear it at the same time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, I've been looking at the Bills' um, defence and they've just not been performing that well. They've been steady enough to allow Allen and the the offense to get enough points on the board to come away with the wins, but they're not really picking off um, quarterbacks the same. So it might be an area that we'll look at this weekend that, you know, let's get Cam's throwing arm going. Let's see if he is actually throwing to the right-hand side like he hasn't done the last two games that was picked up um, by a couple of the the beat writers that was then tweeted out let's see what he can actually do with I mean it, it might just come down to the supporting cast that we've already mentioned that you're left with the likes of Jacoby Myers and Demir Bird um, as the people you're thrown to but we've had them all year there must be a chemistry of some sort um, that's been developed somewhere along the line Um but yeah, just on the Bills' defense, they've they are gettable, and I think it'll really depend. For me, I think this weekend comes down to their defense as much as ours. As as I think Matt said it in the chat as well, um, 
that if they turn up, they win. If if they don't turn up, then they're you know they're severely lacking, and we could easily, well not easily possibly, but you know we can ease, we could get enough points to come away the win. Do you think, uh, in your opinion, you think that'd be right enough? Like if we can stave off their front line long enough for Cam to start throwing, that that'll be where we can hurt them most. Or do you think it might come down to the running game we've just mentioned as well? Probably a mixture of both. I mean, I think it's more the, the win or loss for us is going to. It's up to us, I think, more so than it is them. You know, if if we um, actually kind of play like, you know, defensively how on paper we should be playing, for example, um, I think it's going to do a, a, a hell of a lot in terms of taking the burden off of our offence. But likewise, you know, as we, I think we said it in, in the last episode, that, you know, offensively, if Cam goes on the field and just immediately throws a pick or, you know, within the first series throws a pick, we're already on the back foot. Um, I think it's just going to be quick, easy throws, um, hopefully build a little bit of that confidence up. And I, I think then you would see more more sort of throws as opposed to us just trying to run the ball repeatedly because we've got nothing else left to, you know, another option. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if we do too many RPOs and try to run the ball quite often, then we've mentioned it already, it's going to become a bit samey and they'll figure this out pretty quickly regardless of, you know, even even if you got Kyle Shanahan with the tools that he would have to work with at the Patriots, the amount of scheming he comes up with in, in RPOs and stuff that it probably would get found out eventually that mm. we have to see that was it week two um that we saw throwing cam mm, to, yeah i think so i'm trying to remember off the top seems of my head like a long time ago I just had a good uh, time. three days ago seems like a long time ago <laughs> at the minute i think <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just i think I don't know. I just really don't know which way. I don't want to be too pessimistic because it's not really my style. It's not our style on the pod that we'd be too pessimistic as you've said already. But when you do have the likes of Julian Edelman's out, Harry's more than likely out because he'll have to miss this one because of the concussion protocol. You're then scraping at receiver. You're then heavily reliant on the run game more than likely. Mm-hmm. that can be found out like we've seen against the 49ers and the, the Broncos that they managed to stuff us quite a lot on the run yeah I'm kind of stuck I, really, I don't want to say it'll be a Bills win um, but I'm just I'm really not sure if there's going to be anything else but yeah I mean I, I'm, in, I mean usually when it comes to you know especially team games and and stuff like that, I try to keep it as realistic as possible and not let, you know, the heart overrule the head. My head is saying that we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be how do we lose? You know, if it's a case of us kind of, you know, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, where it's almost like an honourable lose and a kind yeah. of, okay, there's a reason for optimism. 
Look, I can live with that. I'll take what I can get at this point in time. Um, you know, if, if it's kind of a full flat now face Denver, um, Denver or, you know, 49s, then, you know, I think that the next episode is going to be really depressing. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to see a lot of optimism from us for the, the rest of the, the season. But, yeah, I think so much hinges on this game. Um you know, just for the rest of the season, take take the future as well, and there's just so many like storylines. I mean, we're on neutral. This is going to be a great one mm. for uh, for us emotionally invested. Going to be a bit of a nail biter. Yeah, I said that to Matt. Um, it's not really. It's not only a nail biter. It's an actual finger chewer. I'm just yeah. going to have stumps left by then to like, uh, come nine o'clock. Uh, I'm not going to be able to eat my dinner with my knife and fork because I'll have nothing to hold them with. <laughs> but So if we kind of park the game for a minute and we mentioned yeah. it, we would do it um, on the last episode. We would do it in this one. There's the rumours going around that Gilmore is supposedly unsettled his house is apparently up for sale similar to what happened with Brady a few months ago you know he was he was moving to in Indianapolis he was moving to Vegas he was ultimately obviously ended up in Florida um if if you're the GM or the coach which is both in our in our case yeah. <laughs> um what do you do do Bye. You, do you, Bye. Do you, do you throw in the yeah, towel? Do you? Yeah, I, I do think you, we've got. Do you think it's a wise move? Yeah, I, I would. His stock isn't fantastic. I mean, his stock would have peaked obviously coming into this season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because he would have been the um, just received his defensive player of the year award. Um, I don't think he's played fantastic, and, and that's you know, I'm not saying that he's. It's unrealistic, I think, to expect him to suddenly, you know, continue playing at such a ridiculously high level. Um, I do like him. I think he's a great player. But realistically, you're looking at um, the Seahawks obviously clearly trying to, you know, um, load up in time for a deep push. Um, I'm not saying that the Buccaneers probably have cap space, but, you know, the Bucs have obviously loaded themselves up in an hour in an arms race with um, the Saints, for example. Now is the time to start thinking and start, you know, ringing round and seeing who, who's um, who's willing to buy because, you know, mm. that's going to be really useful capital, whether that is, you know... Um, I mean, I, I suppose there's another question, I'll, I'll ask it at the end, but, you know... Um, I, I think it makes too much sense. I think it would be unrealistic for us to turn around now on this podcast and go, yeah, we're going to go deep in the playoffs. <laughs> so if, we, we'd be pretty happy, I think, both of us, if we somehow scraped the playoffs, mm-hmm. but we're not winning that first game. It, I would be shocked if we did. You know, we're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Um, it's kind of... You know, regardless of if we win tomorrow, uh, win at the weekend, uh, I, I just don't see it. It's not happening. We don't have the team, the squad, etc. It's a rebuild. Mm-hmm. So, um, in my opinion, I would get rid, take on, you know, the first round, second, whatever round picks, because um, obviously this is Bill and he's going to turn it into, you know, a king's ransom. I mean, look at the <laughs> G stuff. Um, 
Yeah, I would, I would, I would. I mean, look, if if some, you know, if the Cowboys turned around and said, look, um, the, what's it, the red rifle is is not working out for us. Um, would would you be interested in, in us taking Cam and what do you want for him? I'd say, yeah, go for it. Genuinely, not not in a fire sale way, way, just as a kind of you've got nothing to lose. You may as well take it, take the, the, the draft picks, and we'll do a heavy rebuild. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe if we could draft a, a bloody receiver that isn't you know uh, trash, um, that would be great. Sorry, Harry, not saying you're trash. Just <laughs> putting it out there. We don't have a great time drafting receivers, so um, you know it. It's it's just things like that. I think we've got to be realistic. Uh, I'm not saying tank for Trevor by any means, but just giving us some 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 hope and, and some fun during um, draft day because our draft days are usually us sliding all the way down to the second round. Um, I want to I want to see some some cool picks in the first round. And I was going to wait to say it usually involves us sleeping because the time of day yes. that it's on, <laughs> that inevitably we trade out and go into the second day. Um, there's no point staying up until three in the morning or whatever time stupid o'clock it is on a Thursday mm. evening before work on a Friday that you're like, oh, oh Patriots have traded their pick. Oh, okay. Right. Like, Perfect. No, I like staying up for the first hour, top ten picks or so, because it's pretty cool. And oh, that. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, after a while, and but I mean, I guess we're not going to be in that position for a while, possibly. We're hopefully looking around, you know, somewhere in the mid twenties. You would, you would hope for, um, oh. would would be probably a reflection of a good season perhaps. But no, for what I'm saying about Gilmore, the rumours that I've heard and. Um, the one I almost—I think it was this morning—I read it on Twitter that I almost shit the bed, pretty much. Was I saw <laughs> was it Gilmore plus a second plus a fifth for JJ Watt and Will Fuller? No, I was just no. I, I mean, I, that that no. I, I, that's the kind of. That's a kind of stock I think Gilmore's holding though. And Will Fuller's not a bad receiver. He's pretty decent. Um, whether he would be an upgrade on much, you know, would he turn into mm. another most new? I'm not so sure. But and I was, I'm sure it said a second. But I was like, well, we don't really, we don't have a second to trade because we gave it away for Sanu. And um, but yeah, something like that was. It's possibly do, what's do, do going about. I mean, with all due respect to absolute beast, but how many times is he actually going to line up? How many times is he actually going to play? Because yeah. at some point he's going to get injured. Nah, not about that. Not about that trade at all. That's a that's a straight no for me. That's uh, uh, for me. It would be more like a, like a soccer trade in a way, and or like transfer or whatever that you've just taken him because of shirt sales you're going to make an absolute mint in shirt sales if you've got JJ Watt but how many times you actually get to see him take the field yeah as you say half a season probably every year so yeah, he's, he's, what is he like he's in his 30s now right must be like what 32, 33 um, is he that, that old yeah he can be far off aging, I mean that was 
that was what I was going to say about Gilmore was that he's a thirty-year-old cornerback. He's he's not play he's not bad by any stretch. He was defensive player of the year last year, but as you say, stock maybe peaked going into the mm-hmm. season. He's then going to be on the wrong side of thirty, which is old for a sportsman. It's you know if if he wants to leave or we can or if he doesn't and we can still find a deal for him, then I think we've got enough in that backfield between the likes yeah. of JC Jackson and uh, Jason McCourty and that that um we can we can cope without him. Yeah, we we can certainly for the rest of this season we can cope without him, take what we can and then move on in the draft. Whether that is by then trying to draft the next um, Stefan Gilmore or get a receiver next year again that we seem to be crying out for. Um, Mm. I mean, we'll have a lot of cap space by um, the sounds of it. And I think, is it also... um, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, come the end of the season, this is all anyone's going to want to talk about is, you know, are we going to draft the quarterback? What's going to happen with Cat? There's a lot of, again, so, so much uncertainty. I mean, there was only so much uncertainty going into, coming into this year, but the way we're going, I feel like there's even more questions to be asked coming up, you know, the off season and, and what happens, you know, with the future of, of, of the team. Mm. But what do you think Gilmore would command in terms of, you know, if it was just straight um, draft picks as opposed to, you know, just your rumours of <laughs> yeah. what lining up. I think um, a first round pick is probably too much to ask for a 30 year old cornerback, but a second, as I say, we lost a second with the, the Sanu trade. So I would say if you get a second back, then you're looking pretty decent. Um, whether we can get a, a piece of the puzzle in terms of a player um, at the same time, I'm not so sure. But yeah, we, I mean, probably someone, someone like the Lions, possibly. Mm. You know that that the synergy between Patricia and the amount of um, Patriots that go there—that they're almost like Patriots B team—to get another one added and. Uh, a second round pick that's probably going to be quite high because of how poor they are. Um, you're then looking at somewhere along the lines of where we picked up Kyle Duggar this year, which would be, yeah, yeah I, Fine. I, I can't see much complaint with that really. No, no, I would, I would, I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, not happy, but I'm, I'm fine with Gilmore leaving. Yeah, me too. Um, do you, can you see anyone else heading out the door, or is there anything that you've seen that of potentials coming in the door that you've you would like the look of? I saw something about Amari Cooper. Um, I don't know how how uh, you know we've got cap room, but I don't know if we've got that much because I, I don't know the ins and outs of his contract. He obviously took on. Um, a heavy, they took on a heavy deal from the, the Raiders when they picked mm. up him, but that was a name, I think it was in the middle of the night last night or night before when I couldn't sleep, I saw his name being banded about a bit, but because I also seen that uh, apparently Michael Gallup was being looked at, not uh, for the Patriots, but just in general, but the Cowboys have 
came out and said he's not going anywhere because I think he's only in his second year. Yeah, um, sorry, yeah. But Cooper could be someone that they looked offload possibly. Would if that I'd was definitely it, take Cooper. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a, I think he's a good player. He'd be the sort of player to take the top off. You know, we we've got sort of shallower threats. I think uh, Harry hasn't really developed into that sort of deep passing threat. You know, as, as we sort of alluded to in the last episode, there's not. At, at the moment, we really aren't. He really isn't a player that you kind of sit there with confidence and go, "Okay, contested touch, he's got this." Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely take, I would definitely take Cooper. Um, I think I liked him at the Raiders anyway. I was kind of surprised they binned him off. If I'm honest, I would, uh, for the love of God, just please take some tight ends. Just go and buy a tight end. Like you can tell them. You know, if, if you look at Cam, um, who did he used to throw to the most when he was at the Panthers? Greg Olson. Mm. And I think we, he, he is missing having a tight end to throw to, to almost be, you know, Edelman has kind of been that, that middle ground for him, but he's not had some big bulky bloke <laughs> on the on the line to come running out and, and catch some balls. Mm. Yeah. So as I said, as I mentioned earlier, I think it is time that they just let them loose and let's see what Asi Asi and especially out of him and Keane have got um, start. It might be something we see get all three of them on the field at some stage that helps this running game and helps Cam with some protection, get some blocking on there. Because I'm not a big fan of you know a five foot five guy like Harris or another ex running back doing this chip blocking that because they're coming up uh, against a, a six-foot-five monster from the line at the opposite side. It, it works to a certain degree, but you can't rely on it always because I can't remember what the play was I saw at the weekend. It was maybe in the Bengals game, and you know the the running back completely missed his assignment. The next thing you know, the, the quarterback's on his back, and that's what we've kind of seen Um from Cam, he either lands on his back or he's throwing it away or he's throwing an interception. So we need, I think you're right, we could uh, we could do with a tight end, but at the same time, is the tight end in the building already? It'll be interesting to see what Sunday brings, I guess. For sure. I mean, uh, going back to the rumours very quickly, uh, the fancy rumour, uh, Jake's fancy rumour that I would love to see happen is Julio Jones. Oh, oh, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> finger licking that like that would be amazing. Just I think he's such a good receiver, like uh, you know, all time great receiver, and he's just not been on the right team so mm. far to kind of you know, you saw it in Super Bowl 50 uh 51. Um, you know, those toe taps, uh, I think he's phenomenal. Um and, you know, with, with the Falcons trending the way they are and the rumors flying around of Julio. I'll be like, please just blow some money on on that. Because you know, <laughs> put it this way, if we had a, you know, hypothetically, and you know, obviously we're talking fantasy, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if you put a receiver in of his caliber, suddenly Cam is very comfortable throwing the ball downfield. Suddenly the um, identity of the offense shifts a little bit. You know, if you've got, if you've got Elderman not with a knee injury or off with a knee injury, Harry, and Julio, you start kind of going, oh, there's, there's actually a bit of, 
yeah, there's a little something, something going on there. But yeah, you know, I think we need that bona fide wide receiver number one to kind of come in and sort of go, I'm the guy, maybe draw some coverage, you know, that type of thing. And that's what we really are missing because you open up so much when you've got that guy in, in the building. Mm. I wouldn't say no to that. I really wouldn't say no to that. He's he is getting on in years a bit, but as you say, he's still one of one of the greats in the game. He's still as I've said before, um fantasy doesn't always relate to reality, but he still always commands no, no, no. a a top pick um when you're fantasy drafting and he's not come up with many touchdowns this year, if at all, off the top of my head, but no. He is still raking in 100 plus yard games that is you know marching them down the field and then it's maybe just the red zone targets or um the likes of Ridley and Gurley being used in, in goal line scenarios as well rather than actually mm-hmm. going towards um Julio because they've not got either I mean the guy is massive um they've not got a tight hand they've got a, a tight end they've got Dan Arnold but <laughs> Is he a tight end? Is he a receiver? He's probably hybrid. <laughs> he's a hybrid jack of all trades, master and none. So he, he, you're not really throwing him that often. No. So Julio takes the attention, which then leaves Ridley open for the touchdowns that he's and he is becoming the number one receiver de facto over time, and that'll mm. come in the next couple of years. And if you're Julio, can you step out of the game when you retire without? Even I mean they've been to the Super Bowl once, obviously. Haha. Ha. Um, sorry, Julio, you <laughs> lost that one. But you know, if that was is that his one and only shot for a player of his caliber? It would be a bit sad and a bit of a shame, really, if if it wasn't. Yeah, it is. Um, really. Um, apart from actually, he got to the last dance and and lost, whereas Megatron just never got there at all. But yeah, it's just um, I'm not saying that it would then make us Super Bowl contenders or anything, any stretch of the imagination. But I do agree with you that it then would possibly give us a bit of an identity away from this mm. running game that seems to be coming to light that is then being able to stop pretty easily, it would seem. Yeah, I would take Adam Thielen. That was the other one I saw actually um, being mm. banded about. Just popped into my head. Is, um, that was one of the other names I saw that apparently Bill's been inquiring about was Thielen as well. Um, mm. Any of them, any of the above, it would be an improvement it, it, on what we have now. So Exactly. And the, 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 what's the theme of all of these uh, these rumours? Receiver and a smacker and a tight end. Yeah, I mean, it just says it says a hell of a lot that we do not have anyone in there, really. I mean, just, just depressing when you think that you know Josh Gordon, if he obviously, um, you know, showed his, his Josh Gordon on the Browns. I mean, I love that guy. Um, uh, Antonio Brown, Edelman. There was that point. There was that point, yeah. Matt, and now we're here, kind of like, oh, we've got no receivers. <laughs> I don't think we'd really want Antonio Brown back in the building, the bit of the head case that he is. But um, Josh Gordon, I would definitely have back tomorrow. And I think it's crap that, you know, he's still out of the league because of substance abuse or whatever you want to 
call it, but it's not really because he just likes smoking a bit of a bit in the side now and again, and they've gone mm. and changed that policy with the new CBA. But for some reason, he's still under like a suspension protocol or whatever it is. But without getting too into it or <laughs> political or whatever it might be, you know, you've. Well, I think we mentioned that the other day, actually. You know, yeah. you can hit women and still be in this league, but you smoke a little bit of pot and you're nowhere to be seen. It's just a bit backwards and coming forwards. Yeah, it's really you, ridiculous. You think, you think how many aches and pains these guys carry around and, you know, injuries and everything else. And, you know, I'm, I can't say I'm a, I'm a uh, marijuana advocate by any means. I've um, never done drugs, but, you know, if, if he's doing that, he's not hurting anyone. It's legal in a fair amount of states at this point. Mm. I'm really not sure what the issue is. And you've got Gronk is running around, not like a 12-year-old, but, you know, he's saying he's fitter and better than ever before. And all of last year and his, his retirement year, he was promoting CBD oil left, right mm-hmm. and centre and said it was the best thing for him. And that's what has helped him through and get over the pain of what he was going through on a daily and weekly basis whilst being on the Patriots squad. And he's back in the league, so... And I'm guessing he's not stopped taking his CBD oil anytime soon. And no. I think Florida, I think Florida is one of the more uh, liberal states in that front as well. But yeah, it's just something that's uh, it'll be worth watching over the next few days until Tuesday, I think it is, is the deadline. Um, we're we're not getting in anyone now. I wouldn't have thought, but it's not to say it won't get done. Um, no. Over the next few days. To see departures, if I'm honest. I don't think they're probably going to wait it out and see what happens in the off season and go from there, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's one to watch for sure. And I think we've rambled on enough for now for this episode of Patch Chat. So um, we're going to get out of your ears as quick as possible. But before that, just the usual if you rate, review, and subscribe, tell your friends, uh, drop us a, a five star review. Um, on Apple Podcasts would be much appreciated if you want to uh, tweet about us or Instagram us or anything the Twitter for the podcast is Pat's Chat UK for Instagram it's also Pat's Chat UK for myself it's at Matt Inkster and for Jake it's Jake Paul Design um, so yeah we'll see see what Sunday brings fingers crossed it's a win I'm not holding my breath though uh, I might die so on that cheery note (laughs) until next week and we find if I'm still alive or not we'll speak to you again soon see ya bye